podcast the podcast for anyone who is only ever a minor hamstring injury and a COVID outbreak away from coaching more on that later (laughs) (laughs) to begin with I would like to acknowledge the traditional lands of the country in which we are recording this podcast that is for all of us the lands of the Wurundjeri people As always, sovereignty was never ceded and always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So my name is Taryn Hedo. You may know that, you may not. If you didn't, now you do. With me on this podcast today, as always, the ever delightful, ever wonderful Fiona Dutchie Holland. Dutchie, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks, Taryn. Just just okay? Yeah, it's been a big week. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm doing all right. Yes, the uh, the football has been not necessarily the most positive that it's ever been, but we will we'll, we'll get to that later. It has still consumed our lives. Oh, yeah. As it always does. As it always does. <laughs> now, our special guest this week is someone who we actually spoke about quite extensively last week. It is the State 2 Captain. Milo, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Happy to be on a pod. Very excited. Great. Now, obviously, so, no, obviously, I guess Milo could be your name. Milo is not your full name. How Can you explain to the people, how did Milo come about? Well, really, it's Milo, but because I moved to an English-speaking country, well, I'm one of the Dutch, Dutch Dutchies of the team. So I came here and I was like, what is my nickname? And then I just made it Milo because that's what Milo is in an English accent. So Milo. There you go. I just assumed. But not that... an exciting story. That's, that's is, not very exciting. Is Malanka a Dutch name? It's not, no. I'm, so my mum's Japanese and they sort of made a mix out of my dad's name and my mum's name. And, yeah, the Dutch struggle with my name sometimes too. Okay, but the Dutch call you Milo. Yeah, but, you know, like, we are less nicknamey than the, than the yeah. Aussies. All Aussies have nicknames, whereas we just don't. Got it. And I think it fits in really well that it ends in an O, because, you know, there's, like, Davo, Stevo. I don't know. It all ends in an O, right? <laughs> so I think Milo just, it fits in. You're, you're a true blue Aussie, mate. Yeah, you know, I felt I was very excited when, you know, suddenly I had a nickname and I felt part of the Aussies. <laughs> the best, the best. Well, we're going to jump straight in to our footballing weekend, which went less well than other footballing weekends, but that's okay. We still talk about it because on this podcast, we value truth and we value honesty. <laughs> And we value running up to the press and to the media every single time. Win or lose. Win or lose. Rain, hail or shine. On this podcast, we do not back down. 
we ask all the hard questions. <laughs> we answer all the hard questions, right? We answer them, yes. Dutchie, the State Threes played Clifton Hill. What happened? Well, okay, well, if we start from the start, it was a, a local game. It was uh, not far from our home ground. So it felt like, you know, you know, normally you have the anticipation of the drive and you're working out who's carpooling together. There was none of that. We all just rocked up. 10 o'clock in the morning, I guess that was the only difference. We normally play in the afternoon. So there was a bit of a change to the normal Sunday routine. Um, got to the pitch on time. Everyone was there. And, uh, you know, as per usual, we were pretty pumped. The coach had a bit of a game plan for us and said, uh, you know, we'll just play our game. They'll get tired in the second half and that's when we'll overrun them. And we're all sitting there we're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have any subs. We're an average age of 31 at our club. I had a look at these girls and I'd say their average age was 20. But, yeah, if the coach believes in us, so do we. So we went out and, uh, look, I don't know what the score was. We didn't score. I think I think it was 8-0 that we lost. It's probably on the Football Victoria website and I haven't had a look. But, um, yeah, I think at halftime it was like 4 or 5-0 and then in the second half they scored three more goals. Um, so it was pretty deflating and I think at halftime, you know, some of the reports from the other end, of, I was in defence, obviously, from the other end of the field was that the goalkeeper was pretty much on the halfway line. So I think that I'm sure she wasn't exactly on the halfway line, but I didn't get a chance to look up, obviously, because we were just being pumped every minute in defence. Um, they were a great time team. What they were doing is just passing. They were switching. Um, yeah, they were just probably more athletic than us, probably more skilled than us. Um, and they, you know, they clearly deserved the win. We did get a sub at halftime, so we did have a sub for the second half, which helped. Um, but I think, you know, we're all feeling a bit deflated. I think probably, you know, we've lost a few key players through injury or through travelling overseas and we're starting to feel it. Um, we're missing, you know, a few players as well, a few big names. Um, it just wasn't the day for us, unfortunately. I don't know what else to say. There weren't really any funny moments we had cupcakes at the end of the game. That was probably the highlight of the game because our youngest player turned 18 this week. Um, so we celebrated that. Shout out to Junior Claire. Happy 18th. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't much else to smile about, sadly. Did she turn 18 on Saturday? She turned 18, I believe, on Friday and she did vote. She was uh, very excited about it. Very that's excited. The best. She what made a- her vote count. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Yep. Do you know, the thing with state three, and I think you you find this a lot in women's state leagues, that there's just a couple of teams that are randomly exceptional <laughs> and, and you never know when it's going to be and you yep. never know when you're going to play them. I mean, so I'm in next week, next Tuesday night, uh, I'm commentating a Nike Cup game and it's the final eight. So it's pretty much, it's all MPL clubs, maybe like one VPL team. Uh, and a state three team I'm commentating St. George, uh, St. George oh. cross something. St. George wow. cross. Okay. Are they from out West? Yeah. West and, yeah. A, and a state yeah. three team playing a uh, Boleyn. So well, I hope they're, they're probably going to get pumped, but unless my they filled it with their state one team or something. My point yeah. is a state yeah. three team in the, in the top yeah. eight of yeah. the, um, of the Nike cup is just an example of like how good some of these teams can be. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, we're we're just a bunch of, you know, we just rock up, pay our yeah. fees and hope think, that we I have 11. The bit, the bit that annoyed me, though, like they're a club that's a kilometre away from us and they've clearly got a lot of depth in their women's. You know, they've got a state one, a reserves, a state three team, and then they've probably got junior teams under that. And I'm like, where do all these girls come from? Like, you know, they're just complete. Well, they're all young from what I could see. And I'm sure their state one team, you know, they're probably all younger. They're a completely different demographic to what we have. Um, I don't know. Then someone said they do go out and headhunt players. So maybe that's how they fill their teams and why they're so good. And we, we don't do that. We just welcome everybody. So, yeah, I don't think they had one crappy player on the team. You know, they're all pretty decent. All right. Well, from this podcast, we have a uh, we have a scouting network now, courtesy of Me too. of you, Dutchie. So maybe maybe <laughs> next season we can, we can I'd, say feelers I'd out. say they're probably paying some of their players though, and I'd say there's a bit of switching between teams. There was one girl who um, she was exceptionally good, number three, and Gertie actually knew her, and Gertie apologized after the game because she said, "Dutchie, I was her buddy in primary school. It's all my fault." Like, oh God! Like, <laughs> if she was Gertie's buddy, that makes you know Gertie's quite young herself. This girl, I don't even think she would have been twenty yet. She just ran rings around us, out of control, and she definitely she couldn't have been a state three player. She yeah. was, I'd say, she was state one, but. You know, maybe yeah, she was happens. coming back from injury or maybe they were just switching it up this week. It happens in the state leagues. Anyone who is listening who is not a Jetties person but is familiar with Victorian MPL, um, I implore you to go look up the Moreland Zebras team in state one. And I like this is a slight tangent, um, but this just tells you like how wild the state leagues can get, right? Because we were like one decision away from playing in the same competition with this league. <laughs> um, and and I, I need to like give you a preview of this team. We were, we were one decision away from playing in the same league as Lisa Devanna. Uh, oh, Laura she played at Moreland. Yeah, right. well, she played a Nike Cup game for them. Yeah, okay. But You're this right. is the kind of like nonsense. We're happen. we're a bunch of we're a bunch of amateurs. Like we're not. Yeah. Like, it's not. We're having no beers after this. the game. Yeah, we're like we're having a good time. So yeah. when you know, occasionally this happens, and we have to throw our hands up and and have a bit of a giggle and and move on. Uh, yeah. Dutchie, in the circumstances, a little bit tricky. But do you have uh, player, a player of the match or match. just even some special mentions? Ah, uh, look, Gertie. You know, she just. Like, I, I lost count of the amount of goals she saved. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I think we have to say Gertie again just because she saved our butts from an even worse loss. And she's out there smiling, you know, keeping us revved up, cracking jokes. It's what we like. It's how serious we, our team is, you know. We love Gertie. Gertie's going to come on one week, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've she's not getting out of that. Yeah, I keep telling her she's got to come on and... Say some funny things. Now, speaking of Gertie, Gertie actually backed up in the State 2 game uh, because of some circumstances. So, Milo, the State 2 game also didn't quite go the way that we would have liked. It was a 3-1 loss, but it it was we, we played well. Can, can, you, can you speak us through the game? Uh, I am so, you know, proud of what the girls showed on Sunday it is such a bummer that it did not translate into the score it should have been swapped at least but you know it was just one of those games where we could not convert our um, attacks into goals 
we had so many and I have to give all the credit to their goalkeeper as well she was in the right spot mm-hmm. every time and just closed us at closed us down and did not allow uh, for us to score except for that one goal in the second half and you know like there's a Dutch saying you know you can only um you can uh, I forgot anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> put that out cut <laughs> Anyway, there's, there's a Dutch saying, full stop. <laughs> like, did, you, did you forget the saying or did you just cut, did you just not know how to translate it in English? <laughs> exactly. Just say what it might be in Dutch because I think it'll be funny. Just tell us how it is. I really think we were the better team. We were better with the ball. We were better off the ball, which sounds weird when you look at the scoreline, obviously, but um yeah, it just, they were a bit faster by the end of the game, for sure. We were missing a few key players. Um, and our defence line, you know, especially our centre-backs, they both played 90 minutes. They did an amazing job. Our full-backs, which I am one of, were not 100%. You know, sadly, Bridge is still recovering from a quad injury and I got belted in the face and was in a fun <laughs> moments. Although other people might have found it very funny. I still have like a red hexagonal patch on my face. So I had to come off. You'll, so anyway. like you'll need to take a HD photo and we'll, we'll put it on Twitter of the hexagonal like fruit. <laughs> It's just red. It's a red. Like I've been in Zoom meetings today, and I can just see my cheek light up the whole screen. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we had Candles, who normally is our one of our wingers, amazing player, and she stepped up and played in um, the right back position. We've had other players step up and had to play the full back. So I think you know, at the end of the day, yeah. Sadly, we could not convert into goals and um, they could capitalise on our slightly fatigued defence a couple of times. And uh, yeah, it is what it is, but still very proud of our squad. And um, we definitely gave it a good fight and we were the better team. And I'm sure they'll be very nervous for the uh, away game. Now, what might have helped our cause was having a coach. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... Paul, our coach, uh, called in sick. So he, he, he'd been feeling very under the weather. Uh, and during the game, actually sent a message saying that he was COVID positive and therefore, you know, absolutely would not be attending the game uh, and also trainings this week. So Gertie came along from the State 3 game, having just kept and uh, been in the action quite a lot evidently, and came over with Maria, who is our Spanish midfielder, uh, who we discussed last week, came over and, and they had the keys to the, to the change rooms and uh, they, they were kind of going to coach. Problem being was that Gertie originally wasn't going to play because, you see, I'm the goalkeeper for the, for the State 2 team, as we've, uh, as we've discussed to add to our uh, squad depth issues, I may have tweaked a hammy on Thursday night. <laughs> and uh, it's only minor. I didn't hear a pop. I, I can walk fine, um, but I can't run. And if I can't run, I can't play football. Even in goals, it's deceiving. 
but I I it's can't. It's worse in goals. It's explosive. Exactly the the explosive, and I just I tried. I tried to warm up, and I, I did a, I did a few run throughs, and then we got to going side to side, and my leg wasn't working, and I was like, I can't. If I can't go side to side, I can't be in goals. That's just not how it. You know, it's not how it works. So I had to make the call very last minute, and Gertie was like, "All right." <laughs> so Gertie goes and goals, and suddenly uh, I found myself doing the subs and being the coach in Paul's place. And you owned it. I reckon Paul. Paul better be careful. Is all I'll say. Just well, I mean, I have a hundred percent loss record, so I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you took it very seriously. You were loving being the coach, shouting <laughs> out at players. I was. I found you like very entertaining as the coach. It was great to see. Miley, thoughts? Yeah, no, absolutely. We loved to have you as a coach. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I do feel. I do feel. So the first like ten minutes, I was just a fan. I completely forgot that I was meant to be in the subs. I was just like being a fan sitting in the bench like having a good time and then bridge who has been nursing a quad injury for a number of weeks now um sort of put her hand up and said you know I can't continue I need to come off and I was like crap I'm doing the subs I was like oh my god like I actually have to make a decision here like who's gonna come on what are we gonna do um poor Misha just ended up being my like I was like we need a position filled Misha like (laughs) I was like you know, she she can play everywhere. I don't even know. She she would probably tell me her natural position if I asked her. But instead, Misha is just every single hole that needed plugging all game was just Misha. So I was like, crap, like Misha, go to go to left back. Um, and so, uh, and I, I had to make those decisions like on my feet. And then from then on, I just I took over. I don't know, something possessed me. It did. It was great. You were like calling players off for five. Have a five minute break. Five minutes. Just come on, five minutes. And they'd look at you. Come on, oh, five minutes. <laughs> you were in the zone. Paul, watch <laughs> out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> gave a gave a rousing halftime speech as well and a full time speech yeah, as took well. It, took them back to the rooms. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, no, you, I think your energy definitely contributed to, you know, the, to the, the fight that we gave. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, to me on the sideline, it didn't feel like a feeling coach at all. Like you took the role very seriously and mm. I think you did a really good job. Thanks, Dutchie. All jokes aside. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, I, you're I a felt, natural. Thank you. I felt very powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the future of women's football is in good hands. Well, see, my coaching experience so far has been with the under 13 girls and it's nine aside on half a pitch and they're also 12. So I feel like my coaching style needs to change somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) You better start somewhere. We can build on this. (laughs) I mean, sure. And then like by the end of it, like today, I'm messaging Paul. I'm like, Paul, have you ever thought about a back three? Maybe we could have wing back. Maybe we could play two up top. Maybe we could do that. And he was like, uh, and just, anyway. He um, was like, I'm sick. Leave me alone. Be quiet. I'm the coach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Milo, do you yes. have a player of the match? Look, I found this very difficult because so many people played so well and I'm very torn between Heather and Candles. So Heather is our centre-back and Candles is our right-winger, left-winger, who played a fair bit of right-back. And um, she was meant to come off and then didn't. 
And then again, she was meant to come off and didn't. Twice for oh. me, I have to say. Yeah, twice. Uh, the, well, the first time was uh, was Roma had to come off. So I, I tried to give Candles a break. And then she had to go straight back on in the first half. And then the exact same thing happened in the second half where, uh, Milo, that was when you got injured and you came off. And I was like, right, Candles, you're not getting a break. Get back on. Like, <laughs> Was she asking for a break, was she? That's what oh, you were trying to do. She's running a lot. She's tired. Okay. You just wanted to, yeah, give her a little breather. Rest the wingers. Rest the yeah. wingers. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. But she never got a rest. So, yeah. Good job, Candles. Yeah, she never did. <laughs> so, so can I split between Heather and Candles? You can certainly split, you know. I think yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of special mentions as well because we did play exceptionally well. I think shout out to Maria who came as well and filled in and is yeah. so good on the ball. Like yeah. so and we can't good. we can't ignore Gertie Gertie stepping in oh, goals. Yeah. Like, absolutely amazing job. A hundred percent. And you know, I said this before we started recording the podcast, and it's still true, like watching Gertie sprint to the edge of the box <laughs> to collect some balls. I was like, oh my goodness, I've made the right decision. Like I was not getting to those. Um, she did really, really well uh, backing up from a game again where she got hammered. You know, people go, oh, you're a goalkeeper, you're not running. Like I know how much of a toll it takes on your body. And to do that, to back up and to do it twice in a row and to do the job that she did was pretty uh pretty exceptional so good job Gertie should we look at where we are each on the ladder go on then well I've just looked your ladder hasn't been updated no but it's just our game I know that's but missing. so if we were that's out, we got three points for that yeah, one so, so you're we'll you're around I think you're fifth oh we've dropped a bit buddy yes. Bo Morris maybe if I've got that right I think well maybe you could be Oh, no, maybe actually, sorry. Seven plus three is definitely ten, which is more than nine. Okay, cool. All right. You're looking at a different angle. I'm looking at it on my phone. So you reckon you're fourth? Yes. Okay, that's good, going well. And the state threes look like we are in sixth position. Um, There are some games that aren't updated, a few games on that one, but we'll take six. We've had a win, so it's keeping us up there. Are both leagues ten teams? Yes. Great. Okay. Yep. I definitely think for the state twos, I don't, I don't know about the state threes. I definitely think for the state twos, we were aiming at top three at the very least. I think Osprey, Morris, Mill Park, maybe Kings Domain who beat us, but I think mm. on a better day, we get a point out of them. And Kings we'll Domain is goes. actually up top. Oh, for goodness sake. Last time I was like, surely Kings Domain is up top. And, and then and Mill I Park said no. Now they're on top. Yeah. Okay. Queen's Domain. Bloody. Yeah. Oh, they are too. Oh. Mill Park a second. Anyway. Anyway, moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we're, we're pretty good. We're two pretty good teams. It's fine. We lose occasionally. Yeah. We're very spoiled this season. Normally we lose a lot. And this is this is only sometimes losing. So that's, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> sometimes losing is acceptable. Now, moving on to the actual good parts of this podcast, which are the segments. <laughs> the first segment of today is the quiz question segment, our trivia segment. The tally so far, Taryn, myself, me, I am on six points. Dutchie is on six points as well. 
and guests collectively are on three points. Just so you know, I don't actually update that at the end of every podcast and I try and remember back at the beginning of this podcast. So I don't actually know how accurate these numbers are. I don't think I don't think anyone got any questions right last time. I think the only one was the was my question where I just gave both of you guys a point because I felt bad. Oh. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep track a bit more closely then. Okay, well, you know, you can do it. That's fine. <laughs> Moving right along, Milo, what is your trivia question for us today? So I wanted to come up with a question where I knew that Taryn didn't know the answer straight away so I thought you know what I'm just going to dive into women's soccer history a little bit so um, women's soccer has a tumultuous history which I can talk about for a long time now because I've just been fascinated by it but um, we had this year an amazing attendance in the Champions League semi-final uh, in Barcelona which was like, which was 91,000 people, which is huge, amazing. But women's soccer was really popular in the 1920s as well. So my question is, um, there was a game between two women's teams, the Dick Hurst ladies and St. Helens. And I want you to guess how many people attended that game. I'll this- allow for a margin, but I'll tell you what the margin is after you answer your question. And why was women's soccer popular? Was it something to do with the war, like after yes. World War One? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, during World War One, obviously, a lot of men got drafted. Yep. So that's where sort of women's soccer um, filled a gap. Okay. Can you give us the name of the stadium it was played at? No. Oh. I mean, that would be hard, though, because the stadium capacity would have changed a lot in yeah, the last... there would have been no rules. Outside. They just it would have put them in like that. I did say 1920. Yeah. You did say 1920. <laughs> like, I think I know, but I also don't want to, like, expose myself because I could be completely wrong. I'm and just going to say 52,000. I, I thought it was more like 25,000. Gotcha. That is amazingly close because it was yes. like 53,000. Oh, shut up. Yes. Wow. Huge. That's for massive. The 1920s, of course. Yep. So now to go a bit of slightly more negative spin. So because attendance was so huge and women's soccer was so popular, the FA actually decided to uh, not allow for women to play on their pitches anymore, huh. which is effectively a women's ban on soccer for 50 years. So it wasn't until 1970s that the Football Association started um, accepting women's football again. Um, But having said that, the UK or England, I have to double check that, now has three and a half million uh, girls and women playing for um, uh, playing soccer, which is obviously insane. So even with all these setbacks that have happened throughout history, women's soccer is thriving and it's amazing. I wonder if Ash Burton know that the laws change. (laughs) (laughs) You should tell them. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to throw it in there, Dave. Ash Burton, no! (laughs) That's a great bit of history, Milo. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So anyway, I was—I did not know that 
there have been other countries that banned women's soccer in some shape or form, you know, whether that's being allowed on pitches or being allowed to run a proper comp. Um, yeah, so it's been set back a little bit, but I think we're back with a vengeance. We're getting there. Oh, yeah. There's still some work to do, but we're getting there. There was, I believe, if anyone has the book Never Say Die, which is a history of the Matildas, which I do have and I have read, there was a Queensland league, I believe, here in the 1960s uh, that was one of the leaders. But this history stuff, you know, it's so interesting looking back into the 60s, 70s, 80s, because it was so informal and it was just a lot of really passionate volunteers. And I think like, you know, with my kids, with the under 13s, I, I forced them to watch Bender like Beckham <laughs> because I was like, this is football heritage. And they, you they know, heard they of that movie? No, they hadn't no. heard of it. Oh, and like yeah. for context, I'm of an age where I watched it in, in the cinema and it changed my life. Like oh. I had, I'd never seen girls play before and all I wanted to do was play rugby league because I lived in North Queensland and suddenly I was like oh my god like I can play but kids kids these days they don't have that problem it's everywhere for them like Sam Coe is their hero and I and I think like you know we all need to remember like we got to this point on the back of some really incredible people who were just super passionate in Uh 60s 70s 80s 90s who just kept pushing and kept pushing and like it's really cool that we're now at a point where like the kids that I coach don't even realize that there was a past where you know one of them complained about Bendy like and they're like it's not even about soccer it's just about her life it's like yeah because not so long ago it was actually quite inaccessible for her to play <laughs> and and the role models we had out there on tv were all male because you know Beckham, Beckham was in my time and we looked at him being like he is amazing uh, and now we have female role models which is excellent I'm still upset Kira Knightley dated the coach. Stupid yeah. ending of that <laughs> stupid movie. <laughs> anyway. It's a bit of a rubbish movie. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Dutchie, what is your question for us today? Okay. This question was actually given to me by Swervy. So how many current players at the Jetties are part of a twin or triplet sibling group? But do we count double? How does that work? Well, let me ask the question again. How many okay. current players yes. at the Jetties are part of a twin or triplet sibling group? Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, at least four, but hang on. Let me, let me think more. <laughs> well, okay. I can think of four and I'm probably forgetting someone, so I'm going to go for five. Milo. Well, I'm going to go for six then. Oh, all right. Can you name them just so I make sure I've got the right number? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go, Claire. Claire. Which Claire? Um, Claire, 18. Yep. I didn't know that. Oh, that's good. I added the extra person. Okay. (laughs) Yep. I'm just hoping I'm having the edge here. So Danny Bridge. Danny and Bridge, yep. They count. <laughs> yep, yep. Say so three. Twin. Yep. Conveniently her nickname. Um, and then we have Megan, yep. who is triplets. And then I'm just hoping there's one more I forgot. 
Taryn, you got another one? <laughs> no, no, I guessed five because yeah. I was four plus one. I think there's five. Yeah. Unless there's someone we don't know about yet that I'm sure they can come and tell us once they listen to this podcast. You didn't hear your name and you were part of a twin or triplet combination. Let us come, know. Let us know. <laughs> Answering the big questions here at the Yarra Jets podcast. I actually think there's a lot of twins that play soccer. I think they should do research into it. We've always had a lot of twins playing with us. Do you think maybe parents just think, you know, it's easy. Let's hope they play the same sport. Yeah, drop them off at one sport. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Get them out of the house. Yep. No, those twins, aren't they the worst? Especially (laughs) ones from Tasmania who play for the Yarra Jets. Or or Geelong. (laughs) (laughs) Just south of here, the worst. (laughs) <laughs> just anywhere but the inner, inner north anywhere but the inner north <laughs> triplets from adelaide I horrendous know. i want to know if the other two play soccer vegan mm. if you're listening which i know and is you- patchy because i know sometimes i know you don't listen but if you are listening or someone else ask megan this question everyone yeah. ah, everybody everybody every single person listening to this yes. podcast who plays for the club your job on Tuesday night, every single one of you at separate times is to go up to Megan and ask if her siblings play soccer. And if they do, can they come and join the club? We need a few more players. <laughs> We're struggling. We've got some injuries. Bring them on down. All right. I suppose I should do my question now. My question. There is an under 20 women's world cup that's actually happening this year and australia are participating in it which is really cool it's happening in august what country is the under 20 women's world cup being held in oh i feel like i should know this i have no guess <laughs> i'll give you i'll give you a region okay. yes mm. south america oh that narrows it down quite i so wasn't gonna go with that <laughs> I'll just say Argentina. Milo, I'll you say guess? Brazil. Do you know what? I've actually done you dirty. It's in Central America. It's not oh, South America. God, go again. <laughs> go again. <laughs> okay. I'm going Mexico. Oh, I was going to say Mexico, but I just don't want to go the same. Oh, you can go. Okay. Well, I can choose a different country. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, which one's safe enough to have a World Cup? That would be my question. Well, politically, there's a bit going on in that region, right? Colombia. That's what is South that? America. And Milo, your guess is... Is Colombia North? South America, not Central? <laughs> is it? Geography okay. with the Jets. God, no, I was a travel agent once upon a time. Costa Rica. I'll go, go I won't steal your answer. I'll go with Costa Rica. All right. I'm going back to Mexico then. Milo! Yes! Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> Costa Rica! <laughs> That's not South America. I'm so sorry. I had to, I said South America and then I don't know if you can hear me typing, but then I like quickly Googled it because I was like, crap, is it Central America or South America? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, the right. 20 Women's World Cup happening in Costa Rica in August. 
and I'm really excited. All the games are on SBS. Well, all the Australian games are on SBS. Oh, cool. Um, and the semifinal and the final, no matter who's playing. So, and there's some um, of the young Matildas playing, like the yes. ones. Yep. Uh, the ones well, that recently got the call up. Are they under twenty still? Some of them. So mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Hunter has been the kind of face of the team. They played a few friendlies against New Zealand recently. Um, like a lot of players that if you follow the A-League women's, you'll know of yeah. them uh, are in that team. So it's a really exciting squad, actually. We've got a lot of young talent, which is cool. Oh, good. It's reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, good. Fantastic. Oh, deep breath. Okay. <laughs> Central America, not South America. <laughs> Dutchie, for the food segment, state twos yeah. were home. So we're going to skip over state twos because there's nothing interesting to say. You said that you had a food story for uh, us. I've got a small one. So they didn't have any lamb. They didn't have a grill. At one point, as we were getting pumped with goals, I smelt sausages somewhere and I looked around <laughs> as they were taking the ball back to the centre for the kickoff. I'm like, where's that smell coming from? I couldn't see a barbecue, so it could have been from the AFL match, which was just over the hill a little bit. Um, However, they did have a little canteen and they were selling chips. And I believe Candles bought some chips, but they were served at a warm temperature. They weren't hot. So I think they maybe cooked the chips ahead of time, not at the time of the order and in readiness for someone to buy them. Apparently they had potato cakes as well, and I was going to buy one, but then I was a little bit annoyed by the game. And I was eating a cupcake and I thought that's probably enough. So they didn't, I couldn't see a menu. There wasn't a lot going on there, but they did have a window and they were selling chips and a potato cake, I believe. Elite on the field, not elite off the field. (laughs) Exactly. But they're also 20 and they've probably just run all of those chips off on the field and can eat them. But their priorities all wrong, Clifton Hill. I know. You prioritize the grill. I think they were crinkle cut chips, just FYI. Wow. Well, there you go. That's all. Well, Clifton Hill. I'm going to bag them out. I'm going to bag their yeah. canteen out. You can't just come and thrash someone eight mil <laughs> like that. It's not fair. There's no love. Moral victory to your Jets exactly. We say with a team with no canteen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now for our third segment, it's time for drumroll. The moment of the week. Uh, <laughs> no else, they're not responding. <laughs> what are we meant to do? Go woo! <laughs> I'm trying to think of my know. moment of the week as you're saying that. I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a funny mood. I'm in a funny mood. <laughs> I need to. Miley, what was your moment of the week? Well, I, I'm worried that I'm going to steal yours because... Oh. Am I? Yeah, I'm looking at you and I'm like, look, we had an amazing final of the cerebral palsy football women's game. And it was absolutely nail-biting, exciting. And, you know, sadly, the Paramatillas didn't get away with a win. But after versing the USA the first time in the group, uh, group rounds, just their performance was amazing. And, you know, just sidestep, I'm a researcher in stroke. So I have this um, connection, obviously, with um, neurological um, disease and seeing the representation and seeing Taryn doing what she loves. Absolute highlight. Oh, 
that's really yeah, sweet. So good, Milo. <laughs> it was it was a great game. It was a great. I've got another highlight. Don't worry. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna spruik it after last week. I spent half the podcast promoting it. Um, and like, thank you to everyone who watched it. Truly meant so much. Uh, you know, I, I, it's unfair for me to have that as my highlight, my moment of the week, because it's it's probably my moment of my life. Like it was just, I couldn't have ever dreamed that I would be calling a World Cup final. So, um, I think it's really, yeah, it's really lovely that you enjoyed it, Milo. It was amazing on every front. You're you're commentating and. Um, the performance of the Paramatillas was insane, even though they didn't come home with the gold. It was an amazing, amazing effort and an amazing game on their part. And there was no, there was no more neutrality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, play-by-play commentary, be neutral. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think that you know it just doesn't happen in uh, international games. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. That's why I sometimes have to watch commentating in Dutch because. <laughs> you need you need the Dutch support. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> All right, Dutchy, who is not was, Dutch, what was your moment? Yeah, of the week? definitely not Dutch. Um, not tonight with Milo here. Um, okay, my moment of the week. It's really hard to find one. And after the game yesterday, I'm like to some of the team, I'm like, oh my god, what is our moment of the week? Because it's been a really tough week. Um, we had to do sprints again on Tuesday night at training and there's a bit of a difference of opinion in whether that's what we should be doing or not. So, it's, you know, we, we, we got worked pretty hard and then um, we'd lost last week. So we're all feeling pretty flat. So on Thursday, Maria, Spanish Maria, took our session and she decided to change it up a little bit and uh, put in a little bit of a fun game for us to play. And we had the under 18s training with us as well. And we played this game where you kind of all had to stand in a square. It was kind of a rectangle shape and we're all around the edges and you had to move to the cone next to you, but you had to swap with the person and you could only do it by clapping or looking them in the eye. And I think at some point we're allowed to say, like communicate verbally, Um, but kind of each round we had to take out one form of communication she was working on our communication and in the end the very last round it was just eye contact so you had to look at the person next to you and then quickly move and there were some people in the middle that had to try and take your spot and it was just like a silly game and Gertie I don't know Gertie was just doing silly things and like trying not to stop it so you kind of do this strategy where you'd stop and wait and make sure no one was nearby and then quickly look at someone and then run. And Gertie was just like, nah, nah, let's just keep moving. And it was just a bit of a shambles. So probably not the best story, but it was a little bit of fun in a really hard week. And thanks to Maria for making it a bit lighthearted and making us laugh and be silly. What it's all about, hey? What it's all about. Well, my, my replacement moment of the week, uh, is something that we touched on earlier uh, was was coaching because uh, it was just fun. Like I really, I really did like step into the role. Um, like you know, half time speech, full time speech. No, I I did enjoy it, uh, and it was a good time. And you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we might be in for more of 
Taryn coaching this week since I still can't run. So very excited about next week's uh, moments of the week because I'm really hoping there'll be an abundance of choice after our pub crawl on Friday. Oh my <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> we like to talk about the pub crawl on the podcast though. We can talk about, well, we, well, I don't want to give away specifics about yeah. the pub people, crawl. People might stalk happening. us. People but, might stalk us. Yeah, don't. Followers. We won't say where. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can say what the word for pop crawl is in Dutch. Yes, please. Go on. Kroegentocht. <laughs> we'll never be able to pronounce that. <laughs> well, we'll move on now to our next segment. The segment I say every week is everyone's favourite segment. Dutchie's scouting segment. We it's have a lot of pressure on me when you say that. But it is a good segment. It's, it is a, a, good it's segment. a classic of the genre. Yeah. The genre that we're creating. So exactly. it's a classic. We have two games next week. The first game in chronological order. Let's go in chronological order again. State two are playing Bayside Argonauts away at Shipston Reserve. Sunday, 29th of May, 11.20 a.m. Where do you think you're driving to? I haven't looked it up. Bayside is east somewhere. What'd you say? Bayside is east somewhere. Well, so Bayside (laughs) United, (laughs) Bayside United are are an NPL club, and I and I've I've commentated games there. So I'm assuming Bayside Argonauts are near Bayside United, and it's like an hour drive on a freeway southeast. And that's what I yeah, that's probably right because yeah, Bayside South. Um, and you're going to Cheltenham, which I had no idea. I'm like, where the hell is this club? Anyway, they're currently eighth on the ladder. You'll be happy to hear. Um, they've only got one women's team. They've got quite a good list of players. They're not going to be struggling for numbers, I don't think. So far, um, they have, I'm just looking at their win-loss ratio. They've beat, beaten Berwick. Did we... Beat we beat Berwick around Yeah, one. they beat mm-hmm. them 5-0. That's probably their most exciting score. Um, just this week they lost to Melbourne Uni 4-1. So I think the way you guys are playing, it might be, I'm hoping you guys win. Um, yeah, same. The only thing that could bring us down is the two-day hangover after the Friday night. That is the only thing. We're playing so early yeah. we're so... When I did, look, I did have a look at their socials just to see if I could get any dirt on them. There wasn't a lot. I did find out, though, they were previously, they were formed in 1984 and they were called the Laminex Laminex Soccer Club. Like, am I missing something? Isn't Laminex a benchtop? I don't know if that was. Are they named after their sponsor or something? Maybe. I don't know. I just thought, oh, Laminex. Um, They've got Twitter, Insta, Facebook accounts. It's pretty boring. They mostly just post results of the games. I don't get a good vibe about what the women are doing, who they are. Um, but they do have good coverage of the women. So they do post the women's results. And there is a player there that I think used to play for one of our old clubs, Shakira. Do you guys remember Shakira? I reckon she plays there. Shakira, Shakira is a throwback. Shakira played for Fitzroy City. 
And her partner, Mark, coached one of the Fitzroy City teams after one of the other coaches went down the rails. That was my first year in Melbourne, in fact. There you go. Yeah. Well, I think Shakira might play. Maybe they live out south now. Maybe she plays. You might just say hi. We'll tell Shakira about the podcast. We'll get Shakira yeah, on the podcast. Make sure she listens. She's a good egg. She's yeah, a good egg. She is. Excellent. So I'm hoping you guys win that one. Hopefully as well. It'd be nice to to get a, a bounce back sort of reward for, for our efforts. Yeah. Uh, that's that's hope so. That's hope we can score some goals, really take it out on them. Yeah. Uh, over yes. in Cheltenham. So the other game is a home game. This week, it is the State 3 game versus Manningham United Blues. Sunday, 29th of May, 3.15pm. What have you got for us? Um, they're currently in seventh place, but some results are not posted. I feel like we could win, like we could win this one, but it depends on how many subs we have and how we go. Um, I think they've lost every game so far. Um of the games that we've played, yeah, no one really. They've played some teams that we haven't played yet. They did get – oh, hang on. No, they've had one win and they beat Fitzroy City, which is always nice to hear. Um, anyway, they've got 15 players listed, so that means they might not have heaps of subs. You know, some people might have the week off or be injured, so they're not – they don't have a lot of depth. They've got one women's team at the club. They finished fourth in 2021. Interesting thing, when I looked at their socials, like it looks like this club was a juniors club first and then they merged with another club and that's when they kind of had their women's and men's team. You go to their website and they've got a tab that says teams. The women's team is not listed at all. There is no mention of women on their website. There's no mention on Facebook. There's no mention really on Insta apart from a post in February when they were looking for players. Expression of interest. Is anyone interested in playing? That is it. Which made me think I just want to go and give them a hug because they've probably got a little bit of a battle going on at their club with, you know, getting some interest in the women's side of things. Um, And maybe that's why, you know, they're struggling a bit on the pitch as well. But, look, I still want to beat them. I don't care that much. Um, We need a win. And hopefully we're not too hungover. Sometimes we play better hungover. But Mm. I'm going for the win. So come on, Jetty State 3. Let's do it. It's not everyone is 30 plus. Well, that's, only, only that is true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> for, for those who are listening who are unfamiliar and keep hearing us say Fitzroy City and keep hearing us sort of giggle and, and trail away, I promise you, you will get the story when our State 3 plays Fitzroy Probably City. Probably next podcast. Yeah. So sneak preview. I don't know how much Dutchie wants to unleash, but I'm giving her license to say whatever she wants, but you're not getting it yet. You have to be oh, patient. Right. You're getting it next. I won't podcast. say everything. The you know, it is a podcast. And, yeah. There'll be, there'll be some stories. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a big game. It'll be a big game. The Derby, that one. We still don't know when it is, whether it's Friday night, Monday night, Saturday. Mm. They wanted to change it. So, yeah. Just Looking like, forward to the canteen, though. I will say that. Mm, mm. It uh, as a as a recent vegetarian, it's it's disappointing because <laughs> you can have cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there'll be. Yeah, we we've got we've got food for vegetarians. Have some cabbage. <sighs> the chavapi is a work of art. 
but so good. No more shavapi. <laughs> I wonder if there's vegan shavapi. If you're listening and you there know a vegan shavapi, I doubt it. I doubt oh, it. The dream, though. The dream. Mm. On that note, <laughs> we'll uh, wrap it up here. As always, thank you so much for your company with us today. Last week, I forgot to plug our socials. So we have socials. We have a Twitter account at Yarra Jets Pod. Follow us there. Dutchie has socials. Her Twitter is at Fiona Holland. Follow her there. You can follow me at Taryn Hiddo. Milo, do you want to be internet famous? No. No. <laughs> follow me. Follow Dutchie. Follow the pod. And don't, under any circumstances, follow Milo, especially through a dark street at night. You, <laughs> you can... <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Music. Well, Apple Podcasts, actually. Maybe Apple Music as well. I don't know how it works. I don't use it. I use Spotify. Subscribe, leave ratings. I rated us on Spotify five star. And when I click on it, it has five star, but it doesn't tell me, like it still says that there's not been enough ratings yet. So if everyone goes onto Spotify and gives it five star, maybe we'll uh, we'll get some more views. I did hear that we were on the listener charts in Brazil, uh, but we might not be anymore since. since. Well, hopefully Milo can get some listeners in the Netherlands Mm. after this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely make my brother and my family listen. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Get us on the listening charts all around the world. We have a wide diaspora yeah. of people, even France, unbeknownst to me, a couple of weeks ago. Aggie, oh. sorry. Ah, sorry. True. I have a lot of family in France too. And I yeah, get them on board. Sure they listen. Get them on board. Get them on board. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Anyway, thank you so much for listening once again. My name is Taryn. I've been joined by Dutchie and Milo. Wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing, have a good morning, afternoon, evening. Good night. Good night. <laughs> now I know you edited. I don't care. Good night. <laughs> I never know how to end it.